0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to NISA Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor, and boy, do we got a lot to talk about for this episode. Now, I'm going to recap, of course, all the action that happened this past weekend in NISA for Match Day 5. We'll also discuss the latest news coming from the league and Syracuse. And for my final thoughts today, we will discuss the U.S. Open Cup. Is Nisa had four teams and now they are only down to one. So the exciting show here today coming right up. So let's get to it. Alright, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for today's show. Now, before I get started, just want to give you guys Uh, apology as I said last week that I was going to have another show by the end of the week and that did not happen. So I owe you guys a big apology for that. I was really busy this past weekend with the Chicago Cubs, held them out with stuff this weekend and just lost track of time. So that's on me. Got to do a better job on that. And, you know, I'm working, you know, a bunch of multiple jobs here to try to help myself stay full here in Chicago. But Trying to find a way to make it work, so doing what I can. But don't worry, guys. I will make up for it this week. You guys have my word. I will have a, another show for you later this week to make my predictions for Match Day 6 in Nisa. Now that I got that out of the way, let's recap Match Day 5 in Nisa. and Let's start with the afternoon game at Flower City Union taking on Maryland Bobcats FC. And the Maryland Bobcats FC won this match 1 0 over Flower City Union. Brandon Clegg scored his first goal for the club in the 22nd minute. And what was crazy in this game was that you had, you know, eight yellow cards in this match. And it's like <laughs> the ref just passed out like candy in this game. It was, it was crazy. But uh, the Maryland Bobcats were able to hang on to get. Uh, Another three points. More importantly, they remain atop in the East Division in Nisa. They also get their first shutout of the year, and they remain unbeaten. So the Maryland Bobcats FC really putting their stamp on early in the season atop the East Division in Nisa. As for Flower City Union, you know, Did not get any goals, but I saw that they, you know, improved in this game, you know, and this is a new expansion team. I know there's like three other expansion teams in NISA this year, but Flower City Union, like I've said in previous episodes, can take the time to gel. It's a young team and everything. And look, I worked for an expansion team in NISA last year with Chicago House and AC. And after, you know, we lost the first game against Detroit, we beat Stumptown, right? And then, We went on, I think, what four or five games that we couldn't get a goal. We were losing or getting draws, and the players are getting frustrated and all that. So I'm sure Flower City Union, they can kind of relate to that. And I think Flower City Union is going to eventually turn around. But four games in, you know, no wins and four losses. So Flower City Union will get another chance to get their first points in NISA when they go on the road, taking on Chattanooga FC this weekend. Now let's talk about the match that was not played this past weekend, Michigan Stars FC and AC Syracuse Pulse. This game was supposed to be played at 7 p.m. Eastern time, but in the late morning of Saturday before 12 o'clock Eastern time, the Michigan Stars Football Club posted on their Twitter page that We just found out right now that our home opener tonight has been canceled against AC Syracuse Pulse. We apologize to the fans and our staff. Tickets purchased will be good for our next home game or will be reimbursed. So that was the statement from the Michigan Stars. And then the league posted a statement to address the situation with AC Syracuse Pulse. And the league posted on social media that the league recently became aware of a financial issue with AC Syracuse Pulse ownership. Since then, Nisa has been working vigorously with the club and resolved the issue. In an effort to give the club time and space to stabilize, the club will not be traveling today to play Michigan Stars FC. The game will be treated as a forfeit, and the Stars will be awarded three points. AC Syracuse also will be issued in undisclosed fine. AC Syracuse looks forward to hosting Cal United Strikers FC next Sunday, May 1st, and that the league and its clubs apologize to the supporters of both organizations. Now, there was a lot of confusion. I know on social media they there was like rumors going around all over the place about, you know, NISA and AC Syracuse Pulse and their ownership and all that. So with a Syracuse Pulse, it's it's been tough. You know, they they've had multiple games postponed. Now this game was a forfeit, so they were not gonna make up this game. And I do recall that the Salt City supporters group tagged me last week along with Nights nice St. Nisa and some other podcast shows that follow Nisa pretty well and talked about there was supposed to be a scrimmage and that the players and coaches weren't paid and they're not gonna play until They get paid, so that was a bit confusing, but this was on Easter Sunday when they posted that, and then I saw later on that it got deleted. So I didn't pretty much say anything about it because I figured, well, let me wait and just see what happens, and here we are uh, a week later. Now, I did reach out to someone in the league just to kind of get some more clarification on the situation with AC Syracuse Pulse and The message I got back from them was, is that the plan is for a change of operations to move the club forward with a potential new ownership group. So that's the latest I got from the league so far on the situation with AC Syracuse Pulse. Nothing has been finalized or anything of that nature, but I'm sure once the league gets all that sorted out, I'm sure they're going to make an announcement on that but until then i hope that they're gonna be able to play their game on sunday it's supposed to be their home opener may 1st and they're gonna play Cali Knight, a really good team so i really hope for the fans that they'll be able to go out and support their n- new team in ac syracuse pulse and hopefully things will improve for this team moving forward for the better So let's start with the next match. Albion San Diego taking on Valley United FC. And Valley United FC shut out Albion 3-0. So all this talk about Albion San Diego going to get redemption against Valley United FC. uh Uh-uh. Not so fast. (laughs) United. Wow, this team's been taking the league by storm, literally, as they've now got three wins, you know, two draws. They haven't lost a game. And, you know, they've been... Playing, you know, this possession-based football, which is really good. And look, Valley United FC, they're they're leading the West Division with 11 points. And Valley United just is a team that's on, on good form. And I want to see if they can keep this up, you know. And with their goal scorers for that game, Ricardo Velasco, Alexander Tejera, and Jeffrey O2 got the penalty kick towards the end of the game to give Valley United FC a three nil victory. Uh, nine yellow cards in this match, but what this game also means is that there's now a three way tie for the golden boot race for Nisa between Maryland Bobcats FC's Elijah Amo and Darwin Espinal, and now you got Jeffrey O2 in that race as well, because all three of those players all have three goals apiece. Now let's talk about the most entertaining match of the weekend. Cal United Strikers FC taking on Bay City's FC. And wow, what a game. Uh you had Marcus Lee, who is the star in the Cal United's open cup match, make his league debut. And then you have uh a back and forth affair in this game, you know. Tony Lopez gets the first goal, and then Bay Cities is right back. And then Cal United gets a, another goal from Omar Nunio, getting his first goal of the season, and Bay Cities strikes right back. And I mean, for Bay Cities, you know, Anthony Ordain, he scored twice in this match. And then Yvonne Valencia gets a, a nice goal as well for, for Bay Cities FC and Look, I know Bay Cities FC, this team's, like, in fourth place right now. Still trying to figure things out with only two points. But, you know, that, they're another one of the new teams I've been, you know, very impressed with. They've been in every game. I know their Open Cup match not go well. I'll talk about that later. But, but at least in the NISA games, they have, you know, been really good, very competitive, and Bay Cities. I think it's going to you know, make a late push as we get later on into the season. Now for Cal United, you know, Omar Nuno, he got a goal, another goal late in the match. And the new signing for Cal United, Ryotaro Kawashima made a cross to Omar Nuno to score the game winner for Cal United. And I forgot to mention Andy Contreras. He also got a goal for Cal United. And Cal United ended up winning this game four to three. And for Cal United, they now have an unbeaten streak of eight games. And it now appears that Cal United has gotten their season back on track as they got another three points. And they are right behind Valley United FC. Because Valley United FC leads the West with 11 points, Cal United Strikers FC is in second now with eight points. So it'll be interesting to see if Cal United Strikers FC will be able to carry on that momentum as a head out east to take on AC Syracuse Pulse later this week. The teams that were on a bye this past week, Chattanooga FC and the LA Force. Now let's move on to news around NISA. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA. But before I continue on that, just to clarify the updates I made on AC Syracuse Pulse's situation, I can confirm that there will be new leadership at AC Syracuse and that a new investor is in position to lead Operation and financial elements for the club moving forward. So just wanted to clarify that before I move on. Now, let's go into the fourth round U.S. Open Cup draw that was announced late last week. Cal United Strikers FC came back and defeated FC Tucson 2-1 in their recent U.S. Open Cup match, and they have been drawn against the LA Galaxy. And they will host the LA Galaxy at Championship Soccer Stadium on May 11th. Nissan Nation, they announce a new club, AFC South Bay. as the latest new club to join the Pacific region. The South Bay team will be joining three other clubs for that region's inaugural spring season. And their schedule should be coming out within the next week or so now let me read this quote in their press release from their head coach and director of coaching patrick rudy quote as a club we want to achieve a high level of success on and off the pitch through a high standard of play and professional approach to our club structuring we hope to provide multiple professional opportunities for our players we also want to give them an experience that is truly the next best thing to professional soccer, end quote. Now, in case you don't know anything about AFC South Bay, they were founded in 2021 with an aim to provide top-tier amateur soccer to the South Bay area of California. The club played last fall in the Pacific Premier League but have officially moved over to Nisa Nation for the upcoming spring season. So, looking forward to To that. Speaking of California Bay Area teams, another new team may be on the horizon as the town FC just announced their plan for the next year as they announced their arrival. Now, there were rumors about a new Oakland team coming to a professional league, but we weren't sure if it was going to be NISA or it was going to be MLS Next Pro. So the Town FC made their announcement last Monday to announce their intention to bring the professional soccer team to Oakland, possibly by next year. So now Oakland Roots Soccer Club, formerly in NISA, now they're in USL Championship in USL, won't be the only Oakland team in town anymore, it looks like. And the club, Town FC, did confirm that they are talking with NISA and MLS Next Pro. And the club is in active talks with investors. But outside of that, no formal announcement on which league do they plan to join. Now, what I find interesting about the Town FC is that, one, they plan to bring a women's team to Oakland. So I find that an interesting dynamic. Oakland Roots SC currently does not have a women's team at the moment. We also have former Oakland Root players involved with Town FC. Now, I'm not sure if uh, this to be like a staff role or maybe a coaching role at some point, but we have four players that used to play for the Oakland Roots that are now involved with this team's organization. What's also interesting is that Roots co-founder, Benno Nagel, who was removed from the Oakland Roots board in 2020, is now also part of the Town FC's 18-person town council that will help develop the club's founding principles and identity. So I find those elements for the Town FC very interesting. And what's also going to be cool is Soccer brand designer, Chris Payne, who created the logos for Monterey Bay FC and Rochester's Flower City Union. And I believe he also did New Amsterdam FC as well. He's going to be in charge of designing a logo for this new Oakland team, the Town FC. So keep an eye on this guys. There's going to be pretty exciting things coming in the Bay area and who knows, Bay Cities FC, they might have a new rival just up the road. Now, NISA announced an integral partnership with Sports Radar Integrity Services to ensure the integrity of the organization's competitions. This partnership will include a universal fraud detection system for bet monitoring and reporting on integrity audit and an online integrity education platform to instruct athletes, and stakeholders on NISA's betting policy and rules. The Eastern Premier Soccer League announced that they have reached an agreement with the Long Island Soccer Football League to become an affiliated partner and feeder league. They will join the Cosmopolitan Soccer League and Garden State Soccer Leagues as feeder leagues for the Metropolitan Conference. The LA Force Announced a new signing recently. They have signed midfielder Andrew Benitez. Cal United Strikers FC announced that their match against Valley United FC on May 8th has been postponed due to their upcoming US Open Cup match on May 11th against the LA Galaxy. Makeup date will be announced at a later date. And finally, the Southwest Premier League announced their first player solidarity payment. From NISA, the Inlet Empire FC received a solidarity payment for Jonathan Garcia, who signed a pro contract with the L.A. Force. Now, let's recap all the action that happened this past weekend in DISA Nation. Let's talk some NISA Nation, shall we? Now, this past weekend's matchups, we had a lot more games than the previous week. And Winter Haven United FC took on deportivo Mary, And deportivo Mary won 4-0 over Winter Haven United FC. The biggest scoreline from Saturday's matchup was Club de Leon FC. Man, this team just keeps bringing all the goals. They took on Inter-United FC. They scored nine goals this time against Inter-United FC. And this win is their third in a row. And they now lead the Florida region with nine points. And Club Daily Loan FC has now scored 22 goals. And they have not conceded any goals so far. Wow. Very impressive. New York Braveheart SC. They finally made their debut at home on Long Island. taking on Boston Athletic SC. And guess what? They won 6-0. So congrats to those guys getting their first win in their debut in the Northeast region for Nisa Nation. Other action in the Northeast region, Albion SC Delaware and Atlantic City FC played to a 1-1 draw. And Oaks FC defeated Valley FC Raiders 5-0. In the matches we had on Sunday, Alicos FC USA Rush played New Jersey Alliance FC. And New Jersey Alliance FC defeated Alicos FC USA Rush 2-0. And then the other matchup on Sunday was Capo FC defeating Sporting ID 11 2-1. Capo FC is now in a three-way tie for first place in the Southwest region. With 7 points. So they are now tied with. FC Golden State. And Las Vegas Legends. Now let's move on to my final thoughts. For my final thoughts. I'm just going to recap. The US Open Cup matchups from the past week. The NISA teams. And just you know share my thoughts on watching all the games that happened. Now, DC United, Flower City Union. Now I know DC United won this game 3-0, but look, for Flower City Union, they held DC United for 73 minutes of this match. Nil-nil. I mean, I think that says a lot. You would have thought Flower City Union with the way they were struggling to score goals that you know they're gonna get absolutely crushed. And I know the score may look that way, but no, for 73 minutes, Flower City Union. Frustrated the heck out of D.C. United before. D.C. United finally broke through the defense with a goal from Ola Kamara. Flower City Union goalkeeper Mikel Ortega had, you know, faced nine shots throughout this matchup. So for Flyer City Union, I know not many people expecting them to make a deep run in this tournament. But hey, they at least won a Open Cup match. Beating Western Mass Pioneers, I know DC united is a is a different level. And what's crazy about that game is DC Nine won the game, right? And then the next day they fire their manager, like that's just crazy. But the ownership's like, we're not where we expect our club to be, and all this stuff. So that's crazy, crazy, crazy. But hey, Flower you Union, hey, you made it through two rounds, so you know going to give you a apply a, a for that for you know doing the best you can now Cal United Strikers FC as I mentioned earlier they defeated FC Tucson 2-1 to one. they came back they were down one nil early in this game in the first half but it took Cal United Strikers FC like 70 minutes before Omar Nunez was able to get the equalizer in the 71st minute. And then the new signing that I mentioned in my last episode, Ryotaro Kawashima making an impact in this game, totally changed the game, set the pace to get Cal United Strikers back into it, you No, know, send the young kids out there. And Kawashima... Gets the game winner in the last minute of stoppage time, just when you thought the match was going to extra time. Kawashima buried his chance to send Cal United Strikers FC to the fourth round, where they will now take on the LA Galaxy. San Jose Earthquakes cruise past Bay Cities FC five nil. Now I know going into that match I was kind of hyping up, like, yo guys, this is this is the you gotta keep an eye on this match and everything and unfortunately for base cities it did not go their way the earthquakes were up 3-0 after 60 minutes and Bay cities did not get their first shot until the 71st minute the earthquakes outshot Bay cities 23 to 3 in this match so the earthquakes with all the drama with their coach with matias almeida getting fired and they have an interim coach and it's like San Jose Earthquakes just got that new coach, you know, boom, and just everything was clicking that night. So, really tough for, for Bay City's FC to go out like that. But hey, like Farshian, Union, they won their previous matchup, Open Cup matchup, beating Monterey Bay FC. So, despite the loss, they just got to hold their heads up high. Because look, Bay City's FC for a new team, you know, you get this far. I don't think many people expected them so they can get that far in the Open Cup. And their coach, Anders Perez, I like the quote that he, he told his players after that game, uh, quote, I told them after the game that I am proud of them. We are showing by the way we played that we have talent. Now we need to put it together so that we can win our league. Now comes the fun part. And that's me to be interesting to see. Bay City's focusing on the Open Cup. Now, the run is done. Let's see if they can make that push. You know, Valley United FC is leading the West Division right now. Cal United Triggers in the second. LA Force is down right now. And Albion San Diego still trying to figure things out. So maybe Bay Saints can make that push and be that third team to, to make the playoffs later this year. And let's, let's see what they can do. Looking forward to it. Now, the final matchup to go over LA United shutting down. Chattanooga FC, 6-0. And I know Atlanta United, going this game, had a bunch of injuries. They were the fang champions. Kind of didn't know what to expect, but Atlanta United, you know, similar to the earthquakes, didn't miss a beat in this game. Just took it to Chattanooga. And Chattanooga FC, look, they, they struggled in this game, but, you know, Atlanta United it's a really good team, and, they remain undefeated at fifth, third bank. They have not lost a game there. You know, I know it's not their home stadium. It's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but uh, that's their home during the Open Cup, and they have not lost any games to every team they've played there so far since they started playing the Open Cup. They have always won. And they scored two goals in like four minutes. They're 3 nothing at halftime. Dom Dwyer, former Orlando City player, Toronto City player, Sporting Kansas City player, he scored two goals. And, you know, Chattanooga FC, just, you know, look, again, holding their heads up high despite the beatdown and this match. And, look, they beat Memphis, 9 one FC in their last Open Cup match to get here, and... They. This was the first time that Nuke FC was made made to the third round. And look, for a lot of these NISA teams, they just got to hold their heads up high. They made to the next round. You got six other NISA teams that didn't make it, and wondering what could have been, what could have been. But they now have to, like everybody else, you know, wait till next year. And we got Cal United Strikers FC as the only nisa side left so here's the breakdown for the round of 32 after the draw was announced last week so you have 13 mls teams and you also have the eight other mls teams joining for round four you have five usl championship sides four usl league one sides one nisa side and one mls next pro side so other noble matchups i want to keep an eye on detroit city fc taking on louisville city fc Look, Detroit City It's going to be at home at Keyworth. They're always going to be a watch, especially at home. And I know they don't play in Easton anymore. They're not in USL Championship, doing bigger and better things. But Detroit City FC, I just want to see if they can keep this run going. Union Omaha. (laughs) Union Omaha, wow. Uh, They knocked out Chicago Fire last week on penalty kicks. And I watched that game. Not at Soldier Field; I was watching the game at home. But it was a, a crazy game. And Union Omaha—they, there was a moment you thought Chicago Fire was going to win that game, and then Union Omaha scored a goal late in extra time to send it to penalty kicks, and then they end up winning penalty kicks. So Union Omaha—they will be hosting Northern Colorado Hillstorm FC, which is another team that knocked out Nemaha side. They knocked out. Real Salt Lake. So now you're going to see these two kind of, um, I guess you come Cinderella's, I guess, to use a March Madness term, go against each other. So that'll be pretty interesting as well. So next up, I got Inter Miami CF taking on South Georgia Tormenta FC. South Georgia Tormenta FC. They defeated Birmingham Legion in their previous match. Inter Miami CF, they defeated the Miami FC, former Nisa side as well, and now in USL Championship. But Inter-Miami MCF, they've been kind of up and down in MLS, so I'm not sure what to expect in this matchup. I just think that South Georgia Tremendous FC, they got another chance to go for a cup set and knock out Inter-Miami MCF. New York City FC, Cup champions, they'll be hosting Rochester, New York FC. So I know Flower City Union, the other Rochester team, did not make it. But Rochester, New York FC did knocking out FC Motown. And it'll be interesting to see what Rochester, New York FC can do. New York City FC is going to be a tough team, though. Really tough team. But I think that matchup could be a close matchup. And then finally, Houston Dynamo FC taking on San Antonio FC. San Antonio FC, they knocked out Austin FC. And all the fans were very excited, knocking out. Austin FC out of the U.S. Open Cup. Now they're going to go to Houston, take I-10 going east. And we'll see if they can knock out the Houston Dynamo FC. So those are the other matchups that I'm definitely going to watch when the U.S. Open Cup returns in a couple of weeks. I'm just throwing it out there. Cal United Strikers... If you end up being the furthest third division side, you'll get $25,000. So I'm just saying, keep going, Cal United Strikers FC. Beat the LA Galaxy and just keep this run going. I know all the other nine Nisa teams will be rooting for you guys. And us here at Nisa Day FC will be rooting for you guys as well. So good luck, Cal United Strikers FC, against the LA Galaxy. All right, everyone. Well, that can conclude today's episode of Nisa Today FC. If you guys like the show and have any feedback, comments, or suggestions, you can direct message me on Twitter at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to follow the show for the latest updates, you can follow us on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore today FC. I'll have a show later this week to recap the latest news that happened between now and the end of the week. And of course, make my predictions for match day six in Nisa. So then you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you next time.